Hello and welcome to episode number 163 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. This is our Black Panther review. It's going to be a double sort of episode, so it is very long, so I'm going to try and keep this intro as short as humanly possible. Lots of review episodes coming up, so many things, so many shows, so many things to discuss. Next week was probably going to be like a fall, well not like a winter TV sum up uh, covering, you know, the Tick and a bunch of other stuff, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Black Lightning, all those things next week, uh, then an anime episode, and then probably by then we will have put up the Jessica Jones Season 2 episode, and then there's more stuff coming. Uh, no real plugs this week, aside from the stuff that we would normally plug but like i said uh we waited a little while to put this one up because i wanted to get uh more than a few uh or just a few opinions on it so the first half of it is elio lucero and myself and the second half is uh eve and rich Black Panther is definitely something that we're going to be discussing probably more of uh, the next time that Justin and Angelo are on, or basically the next time that anyone is on. It's an amazing movie. We're going to be talking about it, I'm sure, for a long time to come. But uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, as always, if you like it, hit subscribe. Get in contact with us. Hit us up on Twitter, at NerdProQuo on Twitter. We are sort of live tweeting uh, shows like Ash vs. Evil Dead, although I am recording this intro while Ash vs. Evil Dead is on. So probably, yeah, we're not live tweeting that right now. But we're uh, tweeting a bunch of stuff. Uh, there's going to be some giveaways. A whole bunch of stuff is happening, and I don't want to give it away, and this intro is already too long. So let's get into it. Episode number 163, Nerd Pro Podcast, Black Panther. Yup. We're just going to jump into this, and I start recording. I'm not even bothering with the headphones. I think we both kind of know what we're doing. I mean, that is rarely ever a problem, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I'll fix it in post. Why is one of us not appearing? Is that, is that why one of us isn't appearing? Let's see. Hold on. Test, test, test. That would be why. Test, okay. test, 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 <laughs> that test. That would have been the time that would have been handy to have the, the headphones. Are you excited about St. Patrick's Day? Not at all. Although I was thinking about uh, a thing, and I might as well mention it before we get into like the stuff that we're going to be talking about. Uh, that I do, uh, I try, have been, I couldn't do it last year, I think, because it was, I ended up being too like busy at work. But St. Patrick's Day, I do a live tweet as if all the Green Lanterns are going to a St. Patrick's Day event. Uh-huh. Because uh, they're, they're Green Lanterns? Yeah. And then, and then uh, now, it used to be that I start to tweet with, uh, and yet again, John Stewart stays home because he's uncomfortable okay. yeah. around all the drunk white people. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. And now there's two more like people I'm of color who are Green Lanterns. I was like, yeah, they're going to stay home too. <laughs> I'm just uncomfortable. I'm working uh, St. Patrick's Day at a bar, which which thinks it's an Irish restaurant, but right. 
I mean, it has an Irish E. PJ name. Clark's. Yeah. It was open as an Irish pub restaurant, so. I, uh, I still have to come say hi. Yeah, it's not, you know, you're going to end up spending more than yeah. I, I should not. Oh, my God. This is, this, this. Okay. The, the <laughs> things that I might need to edit out later, is that what we're <laughs> Oh, fuck it. It's a great, it's a great place. Hey, you, you should come by, Jamie. Actually, you should come by. But it's a Saturday, and we're at Battery Park City, so we're, we're not expecting it's going to be too lit. Uh, during right, because a lot of that shuts down. Yeah, because most of our business comes from the finance bros. Yeah, and they're right. just like... They're not going to be there on Saturday. Oh, I would love it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, is, this, is this one of those... Uh, it's one of the contour pur- pillows, yeah. It's shit. weird. Uh, there was a more... I don't know why we're... I don't have... This a, always starts. We yeah, have, I don't have a... This is weird, like... I have Casper pillows. I don't have a Casper mattress, but I have Casper pillows. I, I have like a newer pillow that I actually started to like better than I like the contour pillow. So I just brought the contour pillow out here. Uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, all that. Uh, well, the first, I guess the first thing we want to start with, because I'm going to be putting up, putting this up this uh, weekend is Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, I wanted more than that. I mean... I already we already kind of covered Black Panther, but there was I was just like no I want if I can possibly and then I was just like oh I can't wait this long to get everyone that like literally yeah. all the people who did you speak to Black Panther about so far I'm, uh, I haven't, it was I'm not caught Eve up Eve and and Rich Eve and, and Rich. I wanted okay. to get Justin and Angelo but I don't think I mean clearly we're gonna end up talking about Black Panther too and that might be a later podcast that goes up but like. Now that Black Panther's been out for a while, I want to, like, get it out there. It's been, like, over two weeks. Now. Yeah, yeah. Over a billion dollars? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Three weekends. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to look up the box office right now. Well, no, I just saw it. It's, uh, it uh, outdid in its third week. Was it number one again? It, uh, it outdid Red Sparrow. <laughs> well. Which... <laughs> which, eh, which is not a surprise at all. Can I tell you something? Red Sparrow, that, like... Black Widow, the movie? definitely <laughs> right uh a i i'm okay not seeing jennifer lawrence naked i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna support her and i'm gonna watch it but she's one of the ones that maybe i don't know man like when i saw her that like her big breakout movie the um what is it code mountain not code mountain that's the one with nicole kimmon and jack oh, white you're, you're talking about the oh god what is it winter's bones yes is it oh my god that movie like I was like, who is this person? She's a star. Yeah. And this is before the Hunger Games and all that shit. And she was nominated for that. Like, she was, you know, she's still amongst one of the, the youngest people to get nominated for an Oscar. She was nominated for that. And I'm a big fan of her, so I'm going to see Red Sparrow. Right. I'm going to use my movie pass, though. I'm not, yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah. You're, uh, uh, Rich is now the second person who I know who has movie pass. I'm, I, I'm considering it. I'm considering it. I got one. Do you know who has one? Travis and his husband. Word. Dan. Yeah, Travis from Commonwealth Bar. Go to Brooklyn, go to Commonwealth, check out Travis. He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's But awesome. they have it. Um, I finally was able to use it at the Alamo Draft House, which is something that... Nice. Where did you end up going to see Black Panther? I saw Black Panther at Alamo Draft House. Okay. Friday, what was it, the 16th or the 15th? So it was the day after the big Fambros event, which I ended yes. up not, not being able to go to anyway. <laughs> it's, it sold out quicker than I had money to buy it. Yeah, exactly. That's what happened with... Well, what happened with me is that... Uh, when I, what happens with a lot of these things is when I had the money, they hadn't gone on sale yet. And then when I had the money, no, when I didn't have the money, they hadn't gone on sale yet. And when I had the money, 
Uh, you know what I'm trying to say. My yeah. is backwards. You know, I totally get you. You know the and thing. Shouts to Fambros. I thought who haven't had a podcast in a few weeks, and I'm itchy. Yeah, I thought also that the event was gonna be later, and I ended up like not actually being done with like work till like eight thirty. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like a seven o'clock event. I don't think that's when the movie started. Yeah, I think that's when the event started. Yeah. But either way, it was thirty bucks a ticket, and at the time, uh, you know, that's me and Casey. Like at, that, that's sixty bucks. Yeah. Plus the money you spend there. And it was like a week before my birthday. And I know that a lot of our planning money was, was geared towards my birthday. Right, right, right. So so I didn't go to By the way, event. Happy but belated birthday. Oh, man. I to talk to you on thank you. Day. Yeah, yeah, you did. Thank <laughs> you, thank uh, you. 37 and beautiful. It was wonderful. There we go. Uh, I, uh, so, so yesterday, I mean, I'm sorry. So... So we got tickets for 9.45 a.m. at the Alamo Draft House the Friday it was released. Really, it was wow. released the Thursday before, but it was did 9.45. They, did, they, did they serve, like, brunch? What was They that? didn't serve brunch. Okay. So what it looked like was they didn't know that they were going to put in earlier movie screenings, but they just <laughs> but they just kept doing it because, you know, what, what basically what ended up happening at Alamo, because Alamo doesn't have that many seats because they do full service, right? Yeah. So what ended up happening at Alamo was that I think they just kept adding more times, earlier times, as the, like just more. I, I, I think everybody else for those two days, like, no, they had no other screenings, I think, for those two days. Well, yeah, and, and I'm sure, I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me that the, the Fan Bros event if they weren't already clued in, we're just like, oh, shit, there's yeah. going to be a crap ton of people who are going to come and want to see it here. Yeah. You know, so we should maybe. And I, that wouldn't surprise me at all that if, if Fambros had something to do with that. And, uh, besides, if not intentionally. But besides besides Fambros and, you know, Black Girl Nerds was a part of it. Yeah. Um, and the Brooklyn NAACP, uh, or, or the New York one, I think it's the Brooklyn one. So, But besides that, they were also, like, you could buy tickets for other screenings yeah. at seven, nine, and and midnight. But I got it, you know. I got it that Friday, nine forty-five a.m. I did have a burger, um, and but I can tell they weren't ready because I saw Star Wars. I saw The Force Awakens the Friday it came out at eleven a.m. at the Alamo, and they had a full brunch menu with the Star Wars characters' names and huh. stuff, you know. Um, and I think they did that for Black Panther on Saturday. I just think they weren't ready to do it at 9.45 a.m. At 9.45, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was still fine. I still had a great burger when I watched Black Panther. I mean... I mean, I mean, let's let's go over the obvious. When do you watch it? You I watched it. It was that Saturday. Okay, the and very I'm next actually day. actually considering... Uh, and actually, not that I need to ask you this on the podcast. Yeah, we could watch you, it again. You, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, uh, you work on Saturday, though, right? I work on... Yes, I do work on Saturday. I start at 3 p.m. So I okay. can do it early. Okay. And I can do it early at BPC because uh, because I you know work across the street from Battery Park City. From the Battery Park. Yeah. Good to know. Okay. Because uh, I definitely want to go see it. I've been wanting to go see it again. It's just like I haven't... Scheduling-wise, I didn't... Uh, but uh, what, what, did, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, I went on some... I uh, definitely had some thoughts on the previous podcast, and since then I've had some more thoughts. So the one time, I can't wait to see the second. I loved it, first of all, first and foremost. Yeah, yeah, that's where I start with it before I got into yeah. like, 
And the more I thought about it, like all the the things that I like like was critical about it is just me being a critic of a movie and doesn't take anything away from yeah the production. From, and even though there was like a, there's since then, uh, there was someone who I read uh, Hanif did a post about it. What did uh, you say? Uh, we'll get to that. And then when I thought about it, I was like, that's what bothered me about that. And uh, it totally doesn't take anything away from it at all. It's mostly because you're white, Jamie. No, no, no. No, no I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got to say no to that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not really I saying mean, it. maybe, it, who knows. Um, but, but Well, yeah. there was a lot of excitement behind it. And I got to tell you that there were one thing that, you know, we waited for the credits. Yeah. You know, and we saw the last scene, and there were a bunch of people in the theater that waited for some reason and said, who's that? Yeah. And I'm like, I get it that this movie is bigger than it's the bigger MCU. Than the MCU, yeah. But I'm an MCU guy, right? Like, I'm here. Yeah, I'm excited for Black Panther, and I got my fix. I got my original fix during uh, Civil War, which I rewatched a, f- a few times, actually. So it's like, you know, like, I really... There were people around me, I can tell, that weren't MCU people. And when I go see MCU uh, films, I really, I'm all about the knowledge and the history and how everything started, you know, from 10 years ago with Iron Man and how how that weave is still um, is still being interwoven, you know what I mean? It's still being stitched. Uh, Eve, Eve didn't spoil what it was, but he did. Can we spoil it now? Uh, well, no, he, because he had already seen it. When he came with us to see it, he had already seen it. Oh, once. so he was just like. Well, did he get an advanced screening? No, 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 no. He just went to see like a late night, like Thursday oh, okay. or something like All that. All right. Uh, but uh, he 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 turned to me and he said he's like, I was like, so the post credit. He's like, you're gonna be disappointed because you're gonna want it to be something bigger than it is. Infinity War, and it's like, and meanwhile there was a dude who was sitting next to me on the other side who who brought like uh, his entire family. Uh, who turned? He's like, you're gonna love this, and I was just like, I was just like, am I? And then I saw it, and I was like, that was, I, I turned to the dude, and I was just like, that was kind of disappointed. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was cute. Yeah, it that's was, all. It was, and and I immediately turned to even a couple other people, and I, I was like, is it wrong that my first? And I'm repeating this, but it doesn't matter. Is it wrong that my first thought when it came out of there was like, he's got some good hair? <laughs> oh my god, it was so long and fabulous. <laughs> it was so like. Yeah, I um, just don't. What I don't want is did did there seem like maybe there was like you know I I think the clip was short, but it seemed like maybe there was a a romance there. Yeah, some people were. I was thinking about that too, and I'm just like, I hope not, because that kind of because he's too old for her. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the only. But but the one like a couple things that I was just like, no, number one, there were all these rumors that like the Soul Stone was gonna be in it. And there was no Soul Stone anywhere in that movie. Which one is the Soul Stone? What color is it? I for, I think that's the... Oh, God. Have we seen all five yet? Uh, if you watch the leaked uh, preview of Infinity War from the Disney thing... I didn't watch it. Then there's a clip of Thanos with, with the gauntlet with all of them. I, I've then seen... I think they made that just for the preview. Though. Yeah. I I can't remember what the Soulstone color is. Okay. Because I feel like I'm gonna get it wrong because I've seen all the other ones. Um, 
I had a coworker tell me that he thought Letitia Wright was uh, annoying, and he hated her voice, and I almost like I almost got fired. Letitia Wright was the one is the one who plays Shuri. Shuri, yeah. I mean, just wanted to get that out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been weighing on me. So like that was, but then like I understood why no Soulstone, Soul, Soulstone, because I think as much as it's an MCU movie. The really smart thing that I think both on Marvel's part and on Ryan Coogler's part was as much as this is an MCU movie, it also needs to be its own thing. Absolutely. I like thought more than any of the other MCU films. Yes. This, this one needed to be its it needed to be a movie that someone could be like, What was that at the end? The after credits and not know it, not know anything about it. Who the hell is that guy? And then still be like, that was a really fun, awesome movie. I feel I I feel it was important that it was a standalone film, and it's it's so far my favorite Marvel standalone film. I wouldn't go so far as to say that it's my favorite, but it's definitely in the top three. Okay, what are the other two then? Uh these are for the the two reasons are uh, because the f- uh, number one is still the first Avengers film. And I think no, I'm that's not best. But not okay, best. all right, that's not what I'm saying though. I'm okay. sorry, I gotta, I gotta rewind. Yeah, the f- standalone hero. Oh, um, not not Avengers doesn't count because it's an ensemble. And Guardians doesn't count then. Guardians can count because they're their own thing. Because we're never gonna see uh, we're never gonna see a Star Lord, you know, movie by well, himself. Because uh, for me uh, and Eve, me and Eve both. Uh, and this might change over time. Yeah, Guardians does count as a standalone story. So, yeah. so we both have put Guardians as, as one. And as a close second, just because I've watched it numerous times, I would say even though it only semi-counts, it counts now, I think, is Spider-Man Homecoming. Hmm. Like that, especially upon repeat viewing. I've watched it several times too, ever since it's on Stars or something, and I've yeah, been watching yeah, yeah. it a bunch. Uh, and that is just has a different significance for me because you know, I really enjoyed it. I don't know if it's a standalone as much as Black Panther was because would it have accomplished the same thing without the without Iron Man? I think it would. I think it would. I think it's. I think Iron Man being the sort of father figure in it helps, but I think there's a lot of stuff in there that I don't know. I see. That's the thing. I would. I wouldn't put Spider-Man: Homecoming above Black Panther just because I think I enjoyed Black Panther more. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I think that may or may not change is there's a difference between the emotion and how you view something when you see it in a theater yeah and then when you see it again a couple times on your own no definitely the first time is for the emotion the second time is for the things you've missed and the third time is when you really break it down yeah and and black panther was one of those movies that is just like you've seen it there and there's just i i don't remember since the first avengers film Mm -hmm. coming out of a possibly the first Guardians film, but coming out of the, the movie theater and being like, and what, both coming out of the theater and watching the film being giddy at everything that I was seeing. I, that's how I felt about it. And I got to say, 
I really enjoyed the first Guardians, obviously. I enjoyed Guardians too, but I didn't leave like that. Yeah. I left sad because of Yondo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, let's see. Ant-Man was really great. I really loved it. That's a standalone scene, but like, even though he fought, you know, he went and fought Falcon for a second. But even that one, I'd, I, I wouldn't know. Doctor Strange, definitely not as good as Black Panther. Not yeah, even close. And, and like I said, I really enjoy a couple of those, but it's just like... I love that. I loved all of them. See, I haven't watched an MCU movie that I personally haven't loved. Well, I've seen ones that I thought were not so great. Like, like you mean like... Well, I'll give you the the, the three Age of Ultron the, the list the, the, the list of the three films. Well, uh, I can can I can I try? Yeah, go for it. All right. So I think you're gonna say Age of Ultron. No. I think you're gonna say Iron Man three. No. Okay, I don't know then. Uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. I've actually come around to be kind of like agree like with it. Eve on that one's. I like it, but there's parts of it that are just like super boring and. Uh, Thor 1 and 2 are just not really good movies. Okay, those two are, are, aren't. I didn't love those. Yeah. I, 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 Thor's, I, I, I like two more. The weakest of the entire franchise. Except, like, except Ragnarok. Except Ragnarok. And that's because that's a... That's Taika. Well, that's yeah. that's Taika. Yeah, that's Taika. And, like, and, and you had the Hulk in it. And you had Valkyrie. Like, all of those things really helped it. Which, just as a, as a tangent, the... Have you seen the Janelle, Janelle Monet video? That's her and Tessa Thompson. The mu- the new music video? Yes. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I mean, it's a great song, but it's also an incredible video. Like, it's dope. Did you know that Prince wrote that synth line? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's that song is her, like... Apparently, Prince worked on the album with her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... Uh, that, that's I... I, I that's wonderful. Did you hear the Hamilton soundtrack? <laughs> you be quiet. <laughs> I am not joking, sir. Wait, no. Which the Hamilton soundtrack? Just in general, did you? Did yeah, you ever? Yeah, I own it. You own it, so you you like you know the words. Most of the words. Yeah. Most of the words. Have you heard the Weird Al Yankovic? Not yet. I saw that. Polka Ham- Hamilton. The Polka Ham- Hamilton. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten around it. It's all, it's not an album. It's one song. Okay. And he incorporates so many songs into that one song, and, it, and he's not mocking it at all. He's just doing them in a polka version. Yeah, it's it's fucking phenomenal. So I wanted to, to poll and get your opinion because I haven't talked to anybody. So we'll get to the, uh, coming back to Black Panther because yes. we're going off on these Black tangents, Panther. These tangents. Everybody's spoken about Black Panther at nausea. You know, yeah, like, a little. Well, Hanif had an intro. Uh, our friend, uh, do you know Hanif? Yeah, I know. Hanif. Okay. My friend and Eve actually like waited like a week or so after everyone kind of went crazy and it was just like, okay, I have to say this, you know, and he, he made like a joke. It was like, I'm ducking all the stuff that people are going to throw at me. And he's like, and he goes, I'm going to pause and breathe. And then he just went, Michael B. Jordan is not that good of an actor. And I went, okay. That is too <laughs> that, big of that, a proclamation. That's, that's, I mean, I'm paraphrasing what he said. Hanif, but, Hanif is, is also Mr. Hot Take. He, he definitely is. But there was like, I looked into the thread because my immediate reaction was to be like, ah, uh, no, sir. But there were a couple of, and then someone, a couple people who sort of agreed with him brought up Michael B. Jordan's last line in Black Panther. And, 
and they said that it made them cringe. It didn't make me cringe, but I was thinking about it, and I was just like, in the theater, when I heard that line, the line itself is great, but his delivery, I mean, granted, he's been, like, stabbed, and he's dying, but there was just like, there's something about this that just seems artificial, that last line. And I can and see. I, 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 didn't, I didn't think artificial when I saw it in the theater, but what I thought in the theater when I saw it was, like, something about this doesn't, I know what it's what he's doing character wise i understand what's happening here but it's like something bugs me about the delivery the way he delivers this line and then the, there was a, i read like the thread and the discussion i was like that's what it was there's just something about his delivery in that and there, and there's a couple other scenes that he's in where he delivers a couple of lines and i'm just like it just doesn't it doesn't am i the only it doesn't sound right like I don't. I don't think it, it should sound right. I don't yeah. think it should sound like one thing. You're talking about a kid raised in Oakland, yeah. who, who found out his history, but then he was also like an assassin for the FBI. Like that was the. You know what I mean? So it's like he's not one person. He's not. He's not one. He's not like. All right. So I would understand if we're watching a movie about you know dudes hanging out at a bodega in the Bronx. And then one dude is supposed to be Dominican, but then he don't really sound Dominican. And all he's ever done is live in the Bronx, right? Then I'd be like, yo, that shit, yeah, that don't sound right. 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 But when you have a character who, whose background is as muddled, then yeah. you can't expect that they will sound like one thing. But I will say, like, the, not the lot, like the content of the line. I have to make that clear. It wasn't the contact of content of the line. It was the delivery. Uh, but uh, I will say, even given that, yeah, yeah, one of the best things about Black Panther is Killmonger is a great villain. Killmonger. He solved the is, Marvel bur- villain problem. Like, yes, yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. With his dad, Ster- it's Sterling K. Brown who plays. Yes, it is. The scene with his dad, where he like goes like. You know, on the like vision quest, and that was wonderful. That's beautiful. Oh my god, heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, yeah. So, but you know, I did the superhero movie. As much as I'm like nitpicking it, it's it doesn't take anything away from. No, and he is a good actor. Yeah, come at me, Hanif. You know what? You know what it is. He was great in Creed. He was great in Fruitvale Station. He's really good at. I think. I think the counter argument is: I think he is good at what he does he was good in parenthood yeah and but what he does i don't think is very versatile he was good in hardball with keanu reeves yeah he was just a little kid in that one there's there's, i mean there but but like that my what i my larger point about that is just like i don't i don't necessarily agree that he's like not a very good actor i just think that he's good at what he does i think he has platitudes i think that we haven't seen most of them yet because he he hasn't had all the roles to explore them but like fruitvale station i mean like that's just like that's just this tragic he's he's amazing when he works with ryan coogler (laughs) what the fuck it's the third time that they've worked together like they were friends i think they've been friends since like high school or college it's like two people who college, work really yeah. good off each other and and like, no but like he was like he was in hardball with keanu reeves where he has to teach little league because he has a gambling debt or something yeah, that's a terrible movie but but, <laughs> but, but keanu reeves yeah, was yeah, in it yeah listen michael b jordan i'm gonna defend michael b jordan yeah um i'm just positing it because killmonger was 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 way better villain 
than possibly any other villain in there. Well, what? with the possible exception of... And even then, I think he's a better villain because he's more sympathetic. I mean, I loved Cate Blanchett in Thor Ragnarok, but that's because, you know, Cate Blanchett as a death goddess is just like... Yeah, it's very different. Like, it's like, yeah, you, I, I don't even think it's fair to compare them. Like, it's talking about a, a human versus a god. Yeah. It's such a different thing. And also, Cate Blanchett didn't get that much time to shine in Thor Ragnarok, yeah. if you think about it. Yeah. There were only two scenes... Where she was in, like, I think there were only about two scenes that she was in it, and we were finding stuff out about her that had nothing to do with fighting Thor. And it was, like, when she was resurrecting the whorehounds and shit like that. Like, you know, um, the hellhounds. Did I say whorehounds? I think shit. you did say whorehounds. I meant <laughs> hellhounds. I was just like, wait, what? Damn. <laughs> Damn. Um, so, yeah, there was only, like, a couple of times, right? But, but she did, like... Kate Blanchett held it down, man. But it's it's not with Killmonger like killing Claw. Yeah. Like he helped he he escaped him out of the FBI custody just to kill him. And also, like, I mentioned this before, but I just I wanna re mention it. As far as like so you have like a morally complicated, sympathetic villain in Killmonger, but if you want your cartoony, just cartoonishly evil yeah, Claw. character, fucking Oh, man. Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. He's so, like, I, I I know a lot of, like, you know, your people focus on it, but, but there are certain things that, like, I know it's, it's, it's like, because he's, like, the white character, you know, the white villain, but just, like, he's so cartoony. The Tolkien. He's so... <laughs> well, I mean, that was the, honestly, I'll get to that in a second. He's so like Andy Serkis is so cartoonishly like evil that it's like it's actually really fun to watch. <laughs> I love that cartoonishly evil. And they did it like he didn't get the chances to do that dopeness in Age of Ultron. No, not at all. In yeah. Age of Ultron, we only get a little bit of it, and then you just get a little clip. Like he's fucking hilarious. Well, he has a mixtape. They're, they're, they're in a chase scene, and he's like, this isn't a funeral, play some music. <laughs> like, I love that. I love that. Like, Andy Serkis did a great job. I thought Martin Freeman did a great job I, as well. I, here's what I'll say. I was, that was two token characters. Is, is, two token characters. Is that your joke, or is that something that someone... Invented? I found it on the internet. Yeah, okay, I was like, the it was two great. token characters. It was great. Uh, I will say, I love Martin Freeman, but... Uh, I'll get that later. <laughs> uh, but he was the one character where well, just like, we're just kind of giving him something to do. <laughs> I think, and he kind of connects it to the rest yeah. of the Marvel Universe, the MCU in a little bit of a way. I think, I think that's what we need because I think in Age of Ultron. He's, he's playing the... the Coulson. The Coulson role, yeah. Yeah. Which we will get to that later. Are you caught up? We have to. Yeah, yes, we we but we have to finish with Black Panther. You watch the tick. I'm gonna make an. I'm yes. I'm gonna make an edit because we're gonna get to that stuff in a minute. Okay. Did you? Uh, wait, are, are, are you excited for St. Patrick's Day? You should dress up as Leprechaun. Sorry. Sorry. I had that one locked and loaded. And I forgot <laughs> yeah, to do it earlier. Holding on to that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I mean, Black Panther was great, and I want to, like, all the stuff, when I, because it's like anything, is like all the, the things that I'm, like, criticizing are all things that are just, like, for me, don't take away any 
Any of the dopeness of the movie. Any of the dopeness. Like, even the, when, on the last, when we were recording before, and we were talking about that some of the the CG in in two of the scene, two of the CG things were a little overdone. It's like, even that doesn't, didn't bother me that much. Nah. It was just like, the scene with the train. Yeah. Was a little, and, and CG rhinos. But the thing with the CG rhinos is that it's because a thing, it's a thing based in reality. So we've seen real rhinos. Yeah. So when you see them wearing armor and computer generated, your brain does a little disconnect. I didn't do that. Yeah. I was there. I, I enjoyed I was, it. I was with it. Yeah. I, what did you think? All right. Let's talk about like some of the things that everybody don't. Plus, by the way. Okay. I, I forgot so, that. Uh, what's her? I always throw up, like on her name. Uh, Gura. Who? Uh, Okoye. Oh, deny? Deny, yeah. I, my brain totally didn't, and this I think is a testament that she's a great actress. My brain totally didn't connect that she's also Michonne. But did you get that joke? Which joke? So they're walking into the casino, which by the way, reminded me a lot of the casino scene in Skyfall. It did? First of all. Yeah. Except there was no uh, uh, Komodo dragon. Yeah. Um, But So they're walking into the casino. She's wearing the wig. Yeah. She's like, I can't believe I have to wear this ridiculous wig. That's a... I mean, they already made a meme of her throwing it in the guy's face, which is just... But do you, like, right there, all I can think of was Michonne wearing that heavy-ass wig and walking dead. Oh, word, yeah. That's what it was. That was a joke straight to her other character. That's a deep-cut Easter egg right there. I have, well... It depends on whether you actually take that as... Yo, she said, I can't believe you're making me wear this ridiculous wig. Okay. And those dreadlock wigs that she wears (laughs) have to be heavy and annoying. Fair, fair. I mean, I didn't even register that, so like... Oh my God, I laughed hard at the theater. (laughs) And and it was like... I laughed too, but not like... But I could tell that some people in, in, in my viewing got it more than others. Yeah. Because we were just like, because <laughs> we're short. You know, it's because we're short. But it was, it was, but it was that, was that maybe you didn't get that joke at the time because you still hadn't connected it. I that. hadn't connected it. Yeah, yeah. I had not at all. And it's also because I fell off really heavy on like Walking Dead. I just burned out on it. Oh, I haven't watched the last season because I'm just, I, I haven't I, watched I, like the past four seasons. Oh, like, no. okay. <laughs> I just, just haven't. Also, it's not, it's not like fresh in your head. Yeah, no, yeah. Michonne is still wearing the wig. Word. She'll need no dreadlocks in the future. Take that shit off. Yep. And and just like uh costume design. Like there's just so many things in this. That's what like one of the big things like why I want to see it in, in again is I know there's stuff I missed. I know It's a lot know. of cool world building things. Yeah. How about the scene where like, you know, uh Killmonger uh kills Forrest Whitaker character? And you know, young first Whitaker was played by Denzel Whitaker, no relation. But huh. but yeah, but still had, no relation. <laughs> no relation, but still had still cool. Still had the eye. Yeah. <laughs> they just found a guy. I got cut. No, I got I got a cousin with the eye, and his son got the eye. So like I, I know and people with the related, eye. They're not related. No, my cousin and his son is related. No, no, no. I mean those two. The two. Oh. <laughs> Denzel Whitaker is not apparently not related to Forrest okay. Whitaker. <laughs> But a weird coincidence. They just found a dude. You can find those. There are a lot of them. But um, 
But I think he did a great job. But like, okay, so yeah, Killmonger kills Forrest Whitaker, and right away you hear somebody go, "No!" That was like right there. Like I was like, okay, every superhero movie needs one. Oh, it needs one one guy. One no! guy someone screams, "No!" Yeah, and the argument was that Man of Steel had had one too many. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> Man of Steel was like, "No, no, no, no!" Oh. One too many scenes of someone going. Bah! <laughs> I really like the hot fuzz. That was my favorite. No. Yeah. Yeah. Shoots up in the sky. No. <laughs> well, I guess because that was a reference to Bad Boys, like, or Bad Boys was it Bad Boys or Bad Boys Two? I can't remember. It was no, Bad Boys Two. No, it wasn't a reference to Bad Boys. It was a reference to Point Break. Break. Oh God, I fail. Okay. No. But I just thought I was like I was listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour uh, the next day. Um, or I'm actually on the train right after I watched it, and I was listening to Glenn Weldon, who, who, who's a great like you know he writes for comic books uh, on the NPR side, right. and he wrote this great book called The Caped Crusade. Okay, and it's about uh, the rise of Batman and nerd culture. Um, and it was he 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 was like, yep, I got all the check marks that I needed from superhero movies, and that was like, and somebody dies and somebody yells, no check. And I was like, yeah, still uh, a great movie. You know, he ain't, he ain't trash it. But yeah, they do that. Like, still a superhero movie. You still have to go through the rounds. You know, you still go through the um, the hero's journey. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who wrote the hero's journey thing? I just saw it on a, some documentary about that. Christopher something. It'll come to me. Christopher Priest. No. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to bring up because so, uh, I think I brought him up on the last podcast. I've been tweeting about this, like, a lot. Uh He's kind of come back into doing comics because he took some time off. Christopher Priest does not get enough credit for either Black Panther. I think he gets a lot of credit for Black now Panther. Now he does. Yeah, he got it at the time. The book that he doesn't get enough credit for of basically shaping the character who became the character in the movie that we all like love is Deadpool. Okay. Christopher Priest had a run on Deadpool that, like, all of the stuff that we think is really hilarious mm-hmm. about Deadpool, he might not have created those things, but he brought them to the forefront during his run on Deadpool. And it's just like. Do you think that. Would, would he, like, I just. Christopher Priest is just, in the, my brain, is just a creator and a writer who is just like, dude. Do you think Christopher Priest. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not do you think. Was it Christopher Priest that made. Uh, T'Challa and and Storm hook up. I think it was. I might be wrong about this because I'd have to go back and like I don't own that run. I read yeah. that run, but I don't own it. That so. storyline is like on, like that happened in two thousand and nine or some shit, right? Yeah. Like that's not that old. Like he hasn't traditionally been with with Storm the way people. No. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't. He was actually a, with a bunch of other people. <laughs> did 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 he ever hook up with Carol Danvers? I don't. I know they're no. colleagues. I know they're yeah. very close and colleagues. Uh, there's this great uh, scene in the Ultimates from last year, or maybe 2016 or the beginning of 2017, where they're on a train, um, and he's pretending to be American and he has like this accent. And obviously, you're reading it. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was just such a great scene. He was like, oh, yeah, I, no, I know I how to be stealthy. Uh, I think I have that because you gave it to me. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, uh, was there anything else you want about to Black Panther? I feel like everybody's talked about it, yeah. man. Wakanda forever. I love Black Panther. 
I thought it was a great movie. It did it did so much. It was so beautiful seeing seeing a black world. It yeah. was so like my favorite Killmonger scene is actually him in the museum, probably. Yeah. Um, I like that too. You know, he was just an arrogant guy who was bred by the FBI, by the CIA to kill, 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 kill. And you know, like he's he's who he is. He's not supposed to be like this whole round character because he's supposed to be a villain that we feel some sympathy to. There's some background of his that we know, but then there's like a whole slew of time. It's kind of like Jesus, you know, like we see the Jesus. The whole slew of time that we don't, we don't know see what the how fuck is happening. Where he is exactly. Yeah. It's like it's it's like Jesus, where you know, like in the Bible. I think he's 8 or 12 the last time we see him, and then all of a sudden he's 30. By the way, that would be a great, like, side film. <laughs> what the fuck was Jesus doing in his 20s? Well, that and also what, you know... Oh, uh, Killmonger? Killmonger from when you see him as a kid to when you see him as an adult. It's like, okay, what was the in-between there? That's actually a, That would actually be a really interesting movie, too. I wonder how many of the dead villains are going to come back in, in uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, we'll see. Because that one's based in the 90s, is it, or 80s? I think it's, I think it's the 80s. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, so there's all these dead villains that can, they can kind of bring back. Yeah. Oh, I hope that's that. I hope it's good. I hope Brie Larson kills it. So let's... We're just going to do like... Uh, all right, guys. And we'll return for, with a word from our sponsor. Yes, our pretend sponsor. Now, now we're recording. Always bet on black. Always bet on black. Now, gotta start this off by giving major props to the OG. The best tax evader, uh, tax evader out there, Wesley Snipes. Okay, he started okay. this, okay. and I'm yeah, glad yeah. that the cast acknowledged that. He's not the... This uh, Black Panther is not the first black superhero to be featured on TV. Maybe big uh, budget. On... on on movie, in, in, in the movie, movie. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Blade, Wesley Snipes, actually started this whole yeah. comic book film, um, comic to film for, adaptation. For years, he was, you know, pushing to be for a Black Panther movie and, really? and to be the lead in it. And, oh, I didn't and, know that. And of course, he aged out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He aged out and he didn't pay his taxes. <laughs> That's basically what happened. Yeah, but I would imagine that Ryan Coogler would have at least, at least giving him some small role you know as weird? a nod. You know what's funny? I, now that you bring that up, it's, it's like this wasn't even in my brain, but now that you bring that up, I'm actually surprised Wesley Snipes wasn't in it. <laughs> I mean, this is a who's who Consider, of considering top his black history actors it, you know. in, in Hollywood and his push for this character, as you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, guess, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I'm well, actually surprised he yeah. wasn't in it. Or maybe he was and we just... Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I just want to set this, start things off right by acknowledging that we give mad respects to Wesley Snipes and what he did with Blade. Cause, because of that movie, I was open up to a world of techno and electronica there's a couple things actually blade uh doesn't get enough uh i mean of course kevin feige uh once said that uh and i think it was Ke no it, this was pre-kevin -Kev feige i think uh who said that the dumbest thing they ever did with blade was not putting the marvel like it was Logo? it was there yeah like they said it was actually the first blade i don't even think that they said it was based on a marvel comic they just said based on comics by these dudes yeah 
And they said that one of the biggest regrets after that movie was such a success was we didn't plat we didn't push to have Marvel somewhere in there more prominently. Yeah. But it's really that well, they were just getting started. I yeah, mean, they weren't studios at the time were a. We're borrowing characters from Marvel comics and just making it their own movies, but and they were, you know, try, the, they were roughly following comics, and you know, sometimes they worked and sometimes they fell. It was a know, cash absurd. grab. Yeah. Also, yeah. Because also. Marvel was bankrupt, so they had to give out their yeah. uh, IPs to movie studios oh, to yeah. get some money. Also, Blade isn't exactly a superhero, like. I mean, he is because yeah. it's based on a comic book title. I mean, yeah. a, a, a dude killing vampires, any guy, that could be a comic yeah. book, you know. Um, and he was in line with the Marvel Universe. Yeah. You know, so he's, he's dealt with Spider-Man and other superheroes. So he's superhero-ish, but a small niche. I mean, I mean, to be fair, Blade actually is, I know we're going to be talking about Black, Han- Black Panther, but like, there is sort of a you could draw you know a, a line from Blade all the way to Black Panther because yeah. Blade was actually the start of the Marvel films. It wasn't yeah. the start of the MCU as we know it now. I mean that was like obviously that was Iron Man, but Blade was in many ways the the uh, catalyst that started. Hey, maybe we can this is profitable yeah. which was what in a lot of ways made them no it wasn't it was Howard the Duck <laughs> <laughs> you shut your mouth I, um, I really but, liked that movie but, when but, I was uh, a kid but uh, I did too as I mean, a kid yeah yeah and, and then you rewatch it and you, I have I, I have we're way off on a tangent here but it's okay that's fine that's fine <laughs> we're gonna come back Don't we'll worry. come back yeah we'll come back around I have a soft spot in my heart for that movie uh, I still love that movie, but it, I love it in a way that you love an awful movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why I love that movie. There are a lot of awful movies I love. this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone asked me today whether I uh, whether I had seen The Room yet, and I was just like, I haven't yet. I have a lot of other shitty movies mm-hmm. I have to, that I would like to watch first. <laughs> But all of that is just, yeah, so you have Blade, and then I, Blade was the movie that kind of was the catalyst that gave studios, like, hey, let's take a risk on something like X-Men. I mean, and the turning point wasn't even MCU. It wasn't Iron Man. It was the Spider-Man films. Yeah. Uh, and then the first movie that, of course, that Marvel Studios was their kickoff point was Iron Man. But yeah. But you could, yeah, you could definitely take a through line f- starting at Blade that leads you to Black, Black Panther. Panther. And I don't know about you, but each time I saw the movie uh, Black Panther, I was just, like, Friday night, opening night, I was just surprised by the opening. Compton, 
I know about you and, and you, Rich. It's like, how the hell do you start out with Compton? No, it's Oakland. The, no, it I mean, Oakland. It's you Oakland. Know, Oakland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, what's the connection? And then now throughout the film, I could see not only the West Coast connection because Ryan Coogler is from the West Coast. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan is from the West Coast. But just a lot of hardships that, you know, people of color um, go through and they I try mean, right, to bring Ryan Coogler's breakout film was Fruitvale Station, which yeah. is... And I feel bad. I've never seen that. I still just today, that. I've just seen. I've just seen Creed. I I saw Creed is? today, I and both, I cried I have, that I have movie. Both, is awesome. I have both Fruitvale Station and Creed like in my queue, and I haven't watched. It. Get on it. I well, haven't seen Fruitvale either. Get on Creed because Creed. Creed I love Rocky and. That movie made me cry. That surprised me. Like I, I watched it and I, you know, I've, I picked it up. I said, "Oh, I'll give it a shot." But man, it it took me back to to Rocky in every yeah. in every way. And Michael B. Jordan really fit the role. He is so. I didn't know how talented he is. So good. Oh. Yeah. Like I, I have dug him since, uh, since Chronicle. Oh, he was in that. He I'm was in Chronicles. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which unfortunately is, you know, the last good thing that, uh, you know, was it Lan- not John Landis? That's his dad, Max Landis, was involved with. Never heard of that. Chronicle. It's uh, these three high schoolers find a meteor out in the, in like the forest or whatever, and they get superpowers, and then it kind of spirals out of control because one of them is a like, movie yeah yeah it was a good attempt i thought it, w- it wasn't a bad movie per se no i love that movie's great it's just that uh max landis turned out to be the guy who wrote it turned out to be a shithead it's <laughs> it's just like oh, I didn't know that's this. that's the, the issue with it uh max landis it, it is the the opposite of like Blade is like here's this great movie that you wrote and a couple other movies that another movie that I like called Mr. Right that I really like and then you did Bright <laughs> and and also said some really stupid dumb I'm a young white guy with a lot of privilege and I am a great writer so I feel like I have the right to say some stuff and have some opinions <laughs> and then and and then everyone else just went no no you don't I mean, you have a right to say him. You just shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really weird. Again, um, <laughs> weird side trick. So going back, um, yeah. I just... Get l- us back on track. I, no, I just... <laughs> Away from fucking Max Landis. So at the core of this film, because this is... Uh, Spoilers. This podcast is going to be all spoilers. I'm yeah, it's all but I mean, uh, I'm not. I'm not because I'm actually. This is going to be. I'm going to be recording with you guys, and then there's. I'm probably going to be bringing in a couple other people okay. after they see it, and then I'm going to. Because I want to wait until like everyone on the planet has seen it, which yeah. which will probably be next week. Yeah. Next week, which is amazing. Uh, yeah, it's already done. It's already yeah, set over two hundred million. Yeah. for February. Oh, to over twenty over million. million just over it this be, weekend. Uh, Deadpool. Yeah. And de- be Deadpool. And also be pre-sale for like any movie so far. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Um. Well, the the very heart of this film is just the conflict that has existed throughout 
black history you know from booker t washington versus the boys from malcolm x versus martin luther king do you go with peace or do you go raging against yeah. the oppressors so which philosophy should you go by um and obviously you can tell which positions these characters had in terms of uh eric uh killmonger versus t'challa um and that's the core of this film that kind of like really sucked me in you know as a person of color myself you know what is the best avenue because there have been times in recent events over the last couple years where i felt so angry and pissed off let's just like break down the system whereas you know reason should dictate no that's not a smart attempt you can't let anger fuel you know your way of like changing things you have to be smarter you have to be heady um and that's what sucked me in um and then that has just been permeated throughout the film and i was surprised that disney was cool with all of this calling white people colonizers or oh, all that so stuff many little things in um this. and for me that's what what i loved about it and it was cemented that second time I saw that film. In order to maintain <clears throat> some degree of authenticity, you kind of, I would argue that you would have to do some of that at the very, or at a, at a minor scale at the very least. Otherwise, you know, you're, I'd say you're, you're uh, a film with black protagonists mimicking a white film in a sense you know meaning that it's just not acknowledging the elephant that's in society Correct. you know exactly. okay yeah there's a there's a lot of stuff uh even pre like just black panther being in civil war and being hyper excited before this movie came out is just there there was also i mean for me as a nerd but also like you know just someone like i'm excited that this is happening too, you know, as a, you know, black protagonist, black superhero, all these things, but then you start to, before the movie comes out, it, right up until maybe those previews started coming out, you were just like, God, I hope they don't fuck this up. God, I hope they don't fuck this up. Uh, and there's, and also because, you know, the MCU, to its credit, you know, and there are definitely things you could i mean i loved it but there you know there's always criticisms even in this film there's some criticisms but most of them don't actually have to do with the movie proper <laughs> um but that it is actually sort of i mean it's a fantastic version of the real world but they've they at least acknowledge or sort of try and ground it that like it's a reality I mean, it's a fantastic reality with, like, superheroes and everything, but it's a reality, you know? And I feel like just to... If they had just not acknowledged any of that, it would have been like... Yeah, just like having Killmonger's character just call out, where were you when slavery is happening? You know, it's like, you call out, how do you, despite all of your wealth, allow so many bad things happen to people who look like you i thought that was just perfect yeah you yeah. know you can't just sit on your high castle mm -hmm. and just be above it all you know you have some responsibility um and i think that's i think if there's any success that the villain has made was to realize that wakanda needs to do more in the overall role of earth you know to give another path 
in the hopes that to uplift other people. Well, yeah. that, that's one of the best things, I think, as far as putting aside some of the other stuff that we're, we're definitely going to get into, but the, the, the continual villain problem that all of the Marvel movies have had. Preach. This does not have that problem. No. Preach. In no. fact, uh, to make a what I think is actually kind of an apt parallel, Eric Killmonger is an X-Men villain. He's he's in 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 the way that like uh, Magneto is more compelling and more sympathetic, yeah. and also of course because in X Men have the Martin Luther King yeah. that, that that I'm let's not do that because that's beating such a dead horse. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but that the villain is not just sympathetic and not just like an effective villain. Uh, because if you want your really comic booky, like super evil villain, you got that in Claw. And oh god, yeah. Andy Serkis is so Hilarious. hilariously. <laughs> he, so so someone made the point online that like, oh, you know, Killmonger is like he's the only one who's pu- pushing for all these things, and he's portrayed as evil. I was like, no, he's not evil. He's just twisted he is a different approach. he he just came to a different conclusion that's why I like that the parallel like you know magneto versus press professor x if you're going to make a nerd parallel it's it's, it's a it's an apt one yeah yeah is yeah. is they both kind they both want the same thing which is what's best for their people they go about doing it in a different yeah they way. just they do about it in a different way and much like Magneto, Eric Killmonger is a person who has been twisted by his circumstance. Yeah. And yeah, also yeah. just like, not just, and not just, you know, as someone who's known some people who've been in the military, the fact that they said that he was also like special ops and like military, or just like, you yeah, know, there are guys who, like, if you don't even put in like poverty, losing your father, Devil. being black into that. Those guys come out. With a bunch PTSD of those come out screwy as, with yeah. some screwy ideas too. PTSD. Yeah. yeah. Well, not not even PTSD. It's just you know, you kill enough people, uh, and you pile on some other stuff with that. You're gonna get someone who thinks that killing people might not be a bad idea and a good way to solve things. Mm. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, that's that's. I felt the same way. I, that this this is what made it such a such an interesting and compelling villain in that he's not two-dimensional he has uh you you can step into his shoes and see the world from his perspective uh and you realize well the guy has a point in many ways maybe his way of of carrying out some certain actions uh one might not completely agree with but you can kind of see where he's coming from and that that in essence is what makes uh a a good enough villain if you look at any other film where uh, where the villain has been memorable enough it's because of those reasons uh the joker in the dark knight um uh magneto in the x-men films you know those are the ones that uh you know, are most memorable for those same reasons. That and with Michael B. Jordan just doing a good job 
preventing the audience from hating him, but yeah. sympathizing. Just like that scene where Ryan Coogler did a massive job in terms of when uh, Killmonger gets the uh, heart-shaped herb and is projected to the astral plane. To see him shift as a child yeah. and just see that to at his very core, he's just a young child who misses and is angry at the loss of his father. Dude. Me as a child who grew up without a dad, I've both times in this seeing Black Panther, I've cried to that film, you know, to that part of the film. Dude, and I'm like, when, he, when, oh. when his dad goes, no tears for yeah. me. <laughs> and then his oh, follow up. And it's like everyone dies or something yeah, like yeah. that, you know. I was just like, oh. Uh. That was a weighty thing. And I have to commend Ryan Coogler in terms of developing a villain that is that has heart. Yeah. It sucks to say, but a villain with heart because a true villain is someone who does not who thinks that they're doing the right thing. You yeah. know, that a compelling villain. Yeah. I mean and also why I brought up Andy Circus is that if you want to talk about the person who's evil, Claw is evil. Like yeah. he's evil. Right. And and he's like he's like not not like Heath Ledger Joker, but like, you know, cartoon Joker. Mm-hmm. Like he's comic book villain villainy. Uh yeah. Which is also I, uh, also kind of a stroke of genius to kind of have. I mean, spoiler: he dies. Yeah. You know, Killmonger kills him like three quarters. I'm surprised. Like, I was yeah, surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised that. about that too. Um, not no. Actually, when they had gotten to the point, I wasn't surprised. Uh, but yeah, man, like it's he is hilariously evil, yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better term. Over the top. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, and then I think Ryan Coogler did a good job in terms of like, hey, he, he's our villain and let's just like get him out of the way, you know, yeah. to establish and push forward the real threat. It's also Wakanda. you get to juxtapose the juxtaposition of him and Killmonger yeah. is just like, I was like, no, 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 this, this is the the evil, this is the oppressor yeah. <laughs> yeah. version of the, the, uh, the uh, of the villain. So, I mean, we've got the villain problem just solved yeah. magnificently by Kugler and B. Jordan. Finally. And all of these films. what I love, which is why I like Captain America Civil War and, um, and Winter Soldier, is the fact that you have a hero does, who does not have to do it alone. Yeah. You have a community, a family that... Black Panther uh, T'Challa can rely on to help him out. Dude. And you see that with the supporting cast. Yeah. You know, the, the Dora Milaje. three women lead women in this oh. film. Yes. Uh, I mean, people have already talked about it, and I'm just like, yes, can we do that, please? Is is a, a, a Shuri just side story? <laughs> just like, ah, oh, the fact that she like made all the technology there, and yeah. she's like way younger, and I can't remember the name of the character, but the the woman, uh, Gura, what's her name? Danai Garura? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, do I love her in yeah. this movie. It's like the best moment. It was after the, during the battle. You're going to kill me, my love? 
for my country, yes. <laughs> and there are a lot of women in the first viewing that I saw that's like, damn right, you know, you don't play, you know, sometimes some things are bigger than your boo, you know, and then the fact that she was able to keep it gangster like that, oh my. And also, just like, just cool moments for like characters when, uh, during the chase sequence, when she's on top of the car, and like the car basically gets like deconstructed, <laughs> and she just like hops onto like the hood, the hood as it's flying shit, yeah. off. <laughs> just like, God. I mean, just just like little a- action. There's so much stuff that you just as like someone who loves cool action sequences. Yeah. There's so much shit in here where you're just like, just like, oh, 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 that's awesome. And um, the actress that plays T'Challa's sister, Shuri, yeah. You know where she's from, right? No. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Oh, yeah. That's oh, shit. I knew she looked familiar. Oh, shit. I did not realize yeah. that. Black oh, fuck. Oh. All right, I have I to didn't watch re- that. I didn't I register that. that. I did not register that. I did not see the connection. Right. So, like, I'm like, watch. I'm like, where, do I, where have I seen her before? And like halfway through the movie, that's right. Black Museum. Um. And what this Kugler did a good job. Now this is not an action fest, action filled movie. It's not. It's mostly character development and story, and with a good amount of action. That I mean, there's some through. crazy action sequences. That the final like 15 minutes or so of this movie is ridiculous. It really felt epic. For I mean, for a first film, it felt yeah. epic. That those the final. Also, Wakanda is just crazy yeah it's so cool i just love seeing how they're like some these they're still huts in the skyscrapers yeah, yeah. Those, i don't know what they used to cover the building but they still have the elements of you know african culture still woven into I really, I really the futuristic city they, they kept they were very sensitive about that yeah. and keeping the cultural aesthetics uh and and um, and just traditional looks uh, throughout history, and and, and just interposed into a, a modern landscape. That was really interesting to see. You, you know what's you know what's I I appreciate about it, and it it's a it's not. I was gonna say it's a weird comparison, but it's not. Do you know what Wakanda actually reminded me of in another Marvel film? Thor. Yeah. Um, totally. Um, what's it called? The Asgard. Asgard. It yeah. it looks like, yo, this is Black Asgard. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's actually the case. Yeah. Black Asgard. Yeah. You know, I mean, except that you're able to see the street level. I don't think you saw much of yeah, the street yeah, level of Asgard. Not really. Um, but yeah, you saw some life. You saw commerce, people going on, what their version of social media or YouTube or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's vibrant. Um, and you could see why these characters are fighting for that. You know, going back towards, you know, the supporting cast. You know, I'm glad that it's not just like, it's a typical hero film that uh, no, it's just a hero that does it alone. No, it's it's a hero and his crew, and you know the community works uh, for that despite you know overwhelming obstacles that they face. And the and the 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 visual and 
wasn't just visual. There was all kinds of distinctions. The well, a lot of them were visual uh, between the different tribes. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I love the dude who played the the king of the Jabardis. Although, oh yeah. Although, the the just we he's you know, supposed to be man ape, right? I guess, but it's one of those things that like I'm okay. It's cool that they did this. There, he's a fun character, but it's still like one of those things that when you watch it, part of your the the like ape thing when they do the noise, yeah. There's like a little lizard brain thing in me that goes. Okay, that's a little weird. Um, but I guess I mean I don't know. I mean I'm not f- familiar with African tribes uh, throughout the different countries. In yeah, Africa. I know it's. Definitely I, I'm, I'm assuming that you know it was cool. I mean, Kugler visited yeah, Africa exactly. on his own before that, starting that's the thing. this. Well, just like this makes know. me this, this. I'm a little weird about this. You know, maybe as a white person, it's making me feel weird. But I'll just like. Ryan Coogler, he, he, yeah, he did, it's, uh, okay, it's okay. It's he, okay. He, he plays with that joke. It's yeah, like, I'm going to feed you to my children. <laughs> uh, fuck it. I'm just kidding. We're, we're vegetarians. It's like he's, he's yeah. playing to the fear that he's some uncivilized yeah, yeah, yeah. beast, but he's not, you yeah. know? So, yeah, they, they have these weird sounds, but it's like that stems from, like, generations and generations that they kept up so, in so, terms of their So tradition. here's a, a weird like little uh side nerd thing that has nothing to do with this film but just as like you know things that go back like generations and generations in marvel canon uh the uh and i don't know because who knows because marvel changes this shit all the time but the last there was a thing i think it might have been marvel legacy that if you go back thousands and even further back in like Marvel's history, there were Asgardians, there was a a Black Panther, there was an Iron Fist, and there was like two other. So it's like Bor, who is like uh, Odin's father, the Phoenix is apparently in Marvel history, like Bor, uh, like Odin's father had like uh, a fling or like was with the phoenix the the like whatever the representative of the phoenix was like thousands apparently in this it's like pre-humans like that's how far they go back Mm -hmm. is like and and the black panther like a a a representation of black panther goes that like predates human history Okay. I was like, yeah, okay, but that's, that's just cool. God, though the goddess. Yeah. Of, well, God or goddess, I'm not sure, but of Bast. Bast. Well, Bast in the Pandinon, what uh, I mean in Egyptian, uh, and I only know this because I'm a super nerd and you know from American Gods and Sandman. Uh, Bast is is usually depicted as female. Okay. So, yeah, a cat figure. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, oh man, that. So many, th- like, there are so many things in this, mm-hmm. like, the Dora Milaje, just, like, that, the fight when they fight Killmogger, yeah. like, the, it's, it's, like, they again, like, to make, I, I hate making parallels because you want it to be its own thing, but you get, like, the, uh, you know, the, the Spartan 300 in there, too, like, that. I don't follow what you mean, Spartan but Just the way they, you know, 
Oh, the 300 movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, okay. not even the 300, but just like, and all that stuff, it's just like, it's like, oh, that, that's okay. That's cool. Dude. Like, it's, but it's better yeah. in this version. You know what I mean? Like, it's just done better. Can we talk about the suit? Because that was... Uh, wait, wait. Are you talking about his, like, the, the clothing that he wears or the his power suit? Because I have to say, his clothing, the costumes yeah, yeah, were fucking the, on point. Yeah. The, the cas- okay, oh. the casino scene. Oh. Uh, personally, that jacket, I was digging that. <laughs> the blazer he had on from a fashion perspective, that, he, that was Dude, on Dude, yeah. Like a lot of the like, just the, the just clothes in general. I'm gonna just have super to stop wearing black now. You know, <laughs> I was, Charlie was sitting next to me at the theater. I was like, I, I whispered, I was like, that jacket, that's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> that's, that's the goal. That's, that's, uh, yeah, his clothing game and the style overall, everyone brought He's a stylish it. Stylish guy. Yeah. yeah. Except for the fact that they made fun of his like Jesus sandals in in Shuri's uh, workshops. Oh yeah. Um, oh, okay, that scene, that scene where his sister's like, "What is that? that? <laughs> Did you get that? Did yeah. you get that reference? That was a reference to I, I just found I just saw this on a on a YouTube video. I didn't know this myself, but apparently when she says, "What is that?" Looking at the sandals, that's a quick reference to um. Uh, a video that went viral on on YouTube, where some guys like pointing out that something things that people wear, and he points out at some guy's sneakers or something. And he's like, "What is that?" Oh, and so it was like a. Like, oh, little I'm old, that. so yeah. yeah. Millennials might. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although that's, I'm sure this is why I want to see it again. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of little details that I've missed in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I mean, coming back to. The cast again, uh, Michael B. Jordan, fantastic. Uh, Lupita, no, amazing. Uh, yeah, Lupita Nyong'o. Thank you. I was like, I know I'm pronouncing her last name. Amazing. I don't know the name of the uh, woman who plays Shuri. Uh, also amazing. Motherfucking Forrest Whitaker. Motherfucking Angela Bassett. Yeah. Yeah. Black don't crack. Dude, I'm sorry. Black dude, don't crack. Dude, as She's still so gorgeous. As soon as she pop, like there were people in, um, I don't know, like in our audience. I'm pretty sure any, like just when she came on screen, people were just like, yes, mm. <laughs> look at that woman. Damn. <laughs> My thing, uh, honestly, and and I will say, like, she's been in some terrible movies. Not her fault. People got to eat. You know, people got to work. But uh, if you see her in this, and like. My comment when uh, someone like you know was at a premiere and like met her, I was like, if you don't understand that there's some aspect of God in that, <laughs> you're not paying close enough attention. Because I just saw, I was just like, damn. Yeah. Um, now you've we've always had the actually you've always mentioned how in some respects Black Panther is more te- technologically advanced than Iron Man. Well, well, Do you think that was established? Or confirmed in this film. Well, see, here's the thing. There are people who have complained. I forget who I was, who was who I was talking to about this. It was like, well, he's supposed to be just like naturally a lot of those things, and of course, he has like the you know the the powers of like Boss, like the the Black Panther. And people were just like, yeah, they made him too much Iron Man, and I was just like, he's kind of supposed to be like he's he's what would happen sort of if. You combined, uh, what if you combined Captain America, like Steve Rogers, 
like a super soldier serum and Iron Man, but that person was better at both of those things than yeah. both of those people. I would say that Black Panther is like a combination of, yes, uh, Steve Rogers, Iron Man, and also Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Like but, it, but it's it, also it's like... Stealthy. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's also Batman. like, what if someone who had constant access to vibranium... It's, it's basically, what if you had someone who was better at that than both of those people? Yeah. Well, I... And, and some nerds have pointed out that now you may see some of the technology introduced in Black Panther in future f- Marvel films. I think so, it's already been established in, I think, a trailer to Infinity War. That's what I was alluding yeah. to. I, I think Iron Man's suit is a little m- more, you know, teched out. Yeah, well, 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 the, the, the suit, Iron Man's suit apparently borrows from black panther suit in that i think it just like it just uh it, it forms on it his forms body out of like his watch or something okay. and 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 captain america's whole new seat suit and shields are all wakandan and vibranium oh, uh, okay like if you see him like what he's running and in one of the new clips you see like that the little like arm thing yeah. on cap like actually like expands mm. and becomes a shield. See, like stuff like that kind of I don't know. I I'm I I'm excited for it, but I'm kinda of bothered by it at the same time because I feel like vibranium that's like Black Panther's thing. That's but, but that's an integral part of the MCU. Vibranium yeah. vibranium powers the best weapons in the comic universe of Marvel. And it it kind of makes sense because I think wherever uh, um, Infinity War starts, Wakanda is going to be the central hub of all of this activity. And 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 a lot of the heroes are going to be stationed there. So it makes sense for them to borrow any tech uh, that uh, T'Challa can uh, lend to them. Also, a lot of the modern... uh a lot of the stuff for Wakanda in the movie and his suit, the way his suit comes on, is actually all stuff very... Even though I don't think they give him credit when he saw, like, the production stills. Uh, Ty- uh, I always fuck up his name. Taika Waikiki? No. Waititi? Coates. Uh, Tahanasi Coates. Tahanasi Coates. Uh, and the artist who was on that run, they developed a bunch of this like the suit that like comes on and absorbs mm-hmm. like connect kinetic in energy that's all from like the comics. okay the recent comics too. it seems like this movie borrows from two writers yeah Coates and i've never heard of him christopher priest yep uh he created a bird melaji yep um and other you know cultural aspects of wakanda yeah. he blew it up a little and developed had it a great one on black panther also uh, a fantastically funny run on uh, Deadpool as okay. well. And a great uh, indie series called uh, Quantum and Woody. Well, he did that? Yeah, that's Christopher Priest too. Yeah, he's... Oh, Christopher Priest is great. Since when? Like the most recent reboot of Valiant? Oh, this, is, this is years ago. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know he did... He worked on Quantum and Woody. Oh, he created probably, Quantum and Woody. He did? Am I thinking of the right one? It's the pair? Yeah. The two dudes? Yeah. yeah. That's that's for Priest. He created those characters. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's fucking great. <laughs> I love Christopher Priest. Okay. I, I, could, I, I, I don't have them here, but like, yeah, his Deadpool run is, is hilarious. He was the one who really started the whole breaking the fourth wall, wall thing. 
Yeah. In Deadpool, the like really extensive breaking the fourth wall, Christopher Priest is the one who repeatedly during Christopher Priest's run on Deadpool, people would ask Deadpool, why does none of the things that are happening to you around you bother them bother you? And he goes, you know why? Because I believe that none of this is really happening. There is a man behind a typewriter. This is all his <laughs> twisted imagination. And Christopher Priest is the one who originated... Like, he wasn't really the one who originated the... I don't think breaking the... Like, talking to the audience in the comic books. But he's the one who really aggressively made it. use of okay. it. Yeah. So, yeah, he gets... A, he probably doesn't get as much credit as he deserves for quite a few things that are really popular in Black Panther and Deadpool. <laughs> so, because I love, I've never read, I guess I'm going to have to look for his run as well of Black Panther, because I've been reading up on Tahanasi Ta- Ta- Coates' run on Black Panther. I've, I love that. Yeah, it's so I dope. guess I'm going to start reading up on Christopher Re- uh, Priest's stuff too. Um, yeah, it's also dope. <laughs> like, there were two, I mean, of course, like two black writers. Yeah. You know, writing char- writing a black character, all of a sudden, it's way better than yeah. it's ever been. <laughs> Big um, surprise there. Um, yeah. Oh man. I would have to say the only disappointing part of the movie for me was just the fight sequences. Really? I thought so because it because that that whole fight civil war established end. a high bar. I felt that the CG was a little jarring for me. Really? Yeah. I, I, Some I, of it was a yeah, little... Yeah, it was yeah. a little jarring in this one. Civil War, I, I, I prefer a guy in a suit as opposed to CG characters Some doing of it, fight you know what scenes. It was? You know where I noticed it the most? When they're fighting on the train. Yeah. Uh, when they're fighting on the train track. Uh, it's, it was a, in Wakanda. The, the fight sequences when they're like fighting outside, all of those were dope. Mm-hmm. I, including armored rhinos, like that, that, that was <laughs> yeah, fucking that was fucking great. Actually, if I would, if I had to pick on something CG wise, I'd say that the rhinos looked. They were a little. Weird. It was they dope, but yeah, they looked a little weird. They yeah. looked a little weird. Like you can tell that they were. They look cartoony. Yeah. Well, there are some things. It's interesting. So we've be, we've become a ju- uh, acclimated to the Hulk. But there are certain things that when you see them CG, even if the CG is really, really, this is what I've noticed, uh, watch, you know, now that we watch so many effects-heavy movies, there are certain things that no matter how good the CG is, when you watch them, it's, it, it bugs you because your brain has kind of a disconnect. Mm-hmm. I think we've adjusted to the Hulk, not just because the Hulk has been done incredibly well, but because it's like it's already something that's detached, completely detached from reality. Like when you watch, you know, Super- Superman talk, and it looks just too weird because, and then you realize that his, his he had a mustache. mustache. Yeah. I did not realize. That. <laughs> it's, I did not notice that. You're like what is up with his yeah. face? <laughs> but there, there are things like like the rhinos that you have a real world. Sort of because they couldn't use obviously real rhinos, yeah. so all of the rhinos in it, even when they're doing when they're not wearing armor, are all CG. Uh, well, and you can't exactly train a rhino. Yeah, you can't train a rhino. Yeah, film. Uh, but because we have a real world like 
thing that we can associate with that when you see CG of that it's like of a, a real the second one of those that's going by okay um when you see like a that your brain kind of does a little like like thing and I think it's just because it was just so heavy the CG in the fight that final fight between uh, Black Panther and Killmonger yeah it kind of gets yeah. a, it gets a little bit too much yeah uh, I mean, you had the same thing in stuff in movies like Thor, where it's just like, it's just too, it's too much. Even in Thor Ragnarok, I, there was some stuff where you're just yeah. like, it's just, it's too much. Which I said in, you know, the fight between Killmonger and like the those like four Dora Milaje, like that was dope as shit. Like, yeah, I didn't. I, those were great. Honestly, and this whole cha- the chase sequences with chase yeah. sequences in, in Korea was, was, was awesome as yeah, well. Good scene. Um. Yeah. Um. I. I don't know. I wish I could see it uh, a third time. Uh, I definitely want to see it again. If for no other reason than I'm sure there's stuff that I missed. Uh. But there. I mean. Minor quibbles. My big one is. Uh. I. And you even me discussed this. Wanted a more substantial post credits scene. Yeah. Something that was more important than... I, th- I heard... I was, like, digging up, I think, yesterday about why there wasn't any connection between Wakanda and the Soul Stone. Yeah. Uh, because that's the one stone that we don't know the location of. So everyone right. has assumed that it was be, it would be Wakanda. Ryan Coogler argued to the gods that be at Marvel that... It doesn't make sense. You know, his position was, we already have vibranium. Let that be the only special yeah. thing in this movie. And also, movie. It, one of the you big know. things that I noticed about this movie is it's very much part of the MCU, but it it also feels very independent in its own thing. Well, because the characters are so well defined. Yeah. And, and Wakanda as a, as, a, as a country and everything is also... Until like the events of this movie are very yeah. separated from the rest I, I of the Marvel think, universe. I think that Black Panther is probably the most adult uh, Marvel film uh, yet, compared to to. I mean, maybe Civil War comes close. Maybe but this yeah. one. Uh, this one's. I I feel like it's a more adult. This is. I I will not rank. Well, I I will not rank two and three. But this is definitely top three. I Number would, one is that, Guardians. I would go that And for too. me, it's a toss between this and Civil War. Because I love Civil War yeah, to death. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I need to see this more times, honestly, before I can... I, I would rate it very, very highly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was cool to see Bucky at the end. And, and, and as I joke to all of us, I was like, eh, do had some good hair. Yeah. You know. <laughs> He's been amongst the butter, yeah. the butters. Well, you had to, to acknowledge him at, at that he's there. Point, yeah, they acknowledge that he's there because we I, know he's I, there. I completely forgot that that's where Civil War left off. Like, yeah. that's where they where they left him. I thought maybe Cap, that it was gonna be Cap in that, and then I was like, oh yeah, it's but because he's there. Yeah. Um. So with this new initiative to have Wakanda, you know, have like outreach centers around the world, do you think that Black Panther will replace 
Tony Stark in terms of importance after Infinity War for like Phase Four or we'll, whatever. We'll see. I mean, it'd be interesting. Someone's gonna die. You know. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. Of, uh, Robert Downey Jr. does not want to keep doing this anymore. Yeah. So there's gonna have to be a new lead you know, in these MCU films and Avengers films. Well, so will it be Black Panther? And so so I have and I have some theories on that, but before we get to that, I will say that there were some great moments in dialogue in this, especially when she calls Martin Freeman colonizer. <laughs> colonizer. That made me laugh really hard. Uh it's still weirdly jarring to hear Martin Freeman speak in an American accent because I'm so used to hearing him I, I just so used to him being. I was British. just meant to see meant to see him on screen. I just yeah. him. And I know some people don't like Benedict Cumberbatch, but I'm I'm a Cumberbatch. All right, I yeah, love him. Yeah. Anytime I get to see any one of those two actors on screen or on TV, I'm just happy. I yeah. will say that uh, it was great. Some of the every once in a while, the dialogue felt a tiny bit heavy-handed and uh i don't know if how i if i'll feel the same way when i see it a second time because that might change but every once in a while i just i just went okay that's that's a little too on the nose there was a couple parts i can't even articulate them right now but but it's just but and to be fair this is not exclusive to this movie this is kind of a marvel thing in general it's just every there's a couple of lines where like I'm just sitting there and just like that just seems like that's that doesn't feel like a real person talking. But to yeah, be it's fair, a comic book movie. Yeah, yeah. To be to, well, no, no. <laughs> to be fair, uh, the comparison. I mean, the it's like well, this is an entirely different society than the rest of it. It's of course superheroes, so it's super heightened. But it's also like. To a certain extent, because it's Wakanda, it's it's like if you're comparing it to Asgard, it's like, oh, no, that kind of actually makes sense because this is a completely separate society from the rest of the world. So, they're, of course, the, sometimes the way they talk, you're, you're going to get that little, like, that's not how people talk. It was like, well, yeah, but that, you know, this is a different set, a completely different society kind of separated from the rest of the world. So, yeah, they're going to talk a little different. Uh and that's why the, the comparison to Asgard almost like mm. it was like yeah it's black Asgard mm. <laughs> except it's on yeah, Earth. I enjoyed the accents. I, I liked that. Uh, I was a little concerned about that initially, well, I, and, I, then, I and then I, and then and then yeah. It alludes to uh, South Africa particularly, you know, and and all the all the history there and uh, all the progress, all the progress that has been made in 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 modern history, I'd say. And including now, so I think that was a that was a nice nod to just South Africa as a whole. Yeah, and as per your to your, your theory, I I still maintain that three people are definitely I, I, one person I maintain is definitely going to die, and but I could be wrong about this in Infinity War, uh, and then the other two, it's like you're going to die because your contract is up. It's Cap, Iron Man, Hawkeye. They're they're all gonna die in Infinity War, uh, because uh, and the only reason and I'm maintaining this that Hawkeye is gonna die is because you need even though this the people are gonna die in Infinity War because of stakes, 
because you need uh you need in an in, in quote unquote important characters to die uh are probably going to be Cap and Iron Man because Chris Evans and especially Robert Downey Jr. doesn't want to do it anymore. Uh, and yeah, Black Panther might be take over it, the yeah. sort of Tony Stark role in Phase Four, and especially because they're he's having his own movie so late. Yeah. Do you th- do we think that? Avengers as a whole will continue in Phase 4? Yeah. Or will Marvel focus on a different uh, a different group? I think it'll be a new roster. Together. No, yeah. a new roster. It'll be event- Avengers will continue, but it'll be different. It'll a be different. Roster. I mean, considering uh, we're going to have Captain Marvel uh, yeah. pretty soon. Yeah. Captain Marvel lately has been at the forefront of the MC- uh, Marvel Universe in the comics. So I could see her definitely replacing in terms of leadership role uh mm-hmm. captain america and iron man i don't know where bucky will play will he r- replace captain america because in the I, comics I he am, has replaced captain i america. i am because they're not gonna do falcon yet they're not gonna do falcon becoming captain america even no. though that's what they did in the comics that's just not no. gonna happen no. uh not them although as far as characters Okay, as far as less major characters dying uh, in in Infinity War, uh, sadly, uh, Falcon and War Machine, uh, which would be sad. But like, I just I think um, I, this is my theory, and I maintain this, and I could be horribly wrong, and I've said this a billion times. But if you want the the non superhero because and because it's a holdover of like Joss killing uh, Coulson in the yeah. first Avengers. I I still maintain it's going to be Hawkeye, and I still maintain that that's going to be the death that people aren't expecting. That's actually going to be m- the most emotionally effective, because he's the he's the normal dude, yeah. and it and that's like where it, what how you you know. That's the modus operandi of like these movies is like who's the most human, ordinary person you can kill, and that will that will bring the group together. The guy with a fucking family too, like yeah. like it, like the more you think about that, because because like as far as like the like oh my god the major character died, it's Capt Cap and Thor, not Captain Thor, uh, Cap and yeah, probably you could probably kill off Chris Hemsworth too because. Whatever. You don't see him progressing onto. I see. Four? That's the thing. I I I do, but not as a major player. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't think they're gonna kill him. They're like I said, contract logic wise, I think they're yeah. gonna kill off Cap and Iron Man. I think emotionally wise, they're gonna kill off Hawkeye. It's just a theory. I could be very wrong. Uh, it could. It makes sense. And then there's also in Phase Four the possibility that we might see X Men. Yeah. In phase four. I, I don't know. Phase well, four also though. makes an argument for Hawkeye surviving because Hawkeye has been the leader of the Avengers too. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't no think Jeremy Renner will have a prominent role in Disney, yeah. Disney bought out Fox, so it's only a matter of time. We're It'll be like a slow integration. Yeah. Yeah. We start seeing X Men. The X Men universe. I think they're not gonna. Could could a phase four or five? just omit the Avengers and all their stuff and just focus heavily on mutants 
and their kind shit. Kind of. Maybe. I, I would think that Marvel would want to combine them, like they have both exist in the same universe. That's what if they would have wanted all along. Well, right? I have a, I have a, cra- I have another crazy theory about that, uh, that I just came up with. Uh, do you know how they could inch towards that? It's like, oh, who in the X Men universe so far ha- is going to end up with weird godlike powers? And is the next big mo- X Men movie that's coming out? Phoenix. Phoenix. It's like if you're going to have someone who could alter reality itself and kind of nudge the X-Men characters in the MCU as like an after-credits thing. It's like, eh, you could probably do that in the Phoenix movie. And that's not coming out for a while. <laughs> so. No, I think Marvel, if they would do it straight, do different spheres, do different universe. A Moon universe and a Avengers universe. Huh. I think yeah. if... Because X-Men, by, yeah, the, uh, they're, they're some, by themselves, they have so much in their history that... Marvel could just simply focus on like Dark Phoenix Saga, that Days of the Future Past, do it well. Yeah, I would love to see Marvel also, get their hands on that. There's also precedent in the actual comics for them melding um, universes, even though the way they went about that was not so great. I mean, I think just do what I mean. A lot of what Fox was smart to integrate a lot of the, um, I think Ultimate, well. Marvel use a lot of the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. So I think they're going to use the Ultimate Universe for the X-Men in terms of how mutants came about. Yeah. Okay. Thanks to Wolverine and uh, their, that mishap with uh, Canadian scientists. So I think that's how you could integrate mutants. Yeah. Because that, you have to explain where have, them, where have mutants been all this time, this whole time. throughout yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. the MCU. Um, so, I mean... We'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but you know, are we good on time or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we could, we could. I mean, we're more than good on time. All right. Um, yeah, I just like, I, I'm just, I can't wait to see what's up. Because to be fair, I love Robert Downey Jr. I love Chris Evans, but I like to see more of you know T'Challa. Yeah. Take lead. I like to see what Brie Larson is gonna do yeah. as Captain Marvel. I would, because I would, with like, you've I would seen like to see a, a cough cough Kamala Khan in the MCU. I'm not familiar. I've, I've read. I have the Ultimates. Wait, no. She's Miss Marvel. She's six one six. Okay, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not familiar. I've heard the name, but I'm not familiar. Miss Marvel in in six one six universe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, because I mean, you've seen. I know I don't want people to hate diversity for sake of diversity, but one, it works, and yeah. two, it's it's kind of like not shoehorned. I mean, look at Wonder Woman. You know, it's, I mean, it's a character that is a powerful female. Have that, and I'd like to see what Marvel will do with a powerful female character because they've tried to dance around Black Widow for a long yeah, yeah, time, a, 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 and because a, a, of Red Sparrow, they're not yeah, going to do it. We're not, we're not making. They made a fucking Black Widow movie, and they didn't call it fucking Black Widow. But now they're actually making a Black Widow Which movie. Which doesn't make any sense. Because yeah. uh, everyone is going to be, but we already saw Red Sparrow. Which yeah. is fucking Black Widow. Like, yeah. you see that preview and you're like, what the hell? All right, sorry. Uh, that was a weird tangent. I will say, uh, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, I don't, I, I mean, I know people are waiting after the opening weekend. Uh, go see it. If you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, go see it again. Bring your kids. Yeah. Bring boys and girls especially girls because the way women are represented in this film it's 
it's amazing. They're not sexualized. They are powerful. They are intelligent. And, you know, they are capable of changing a society. And And, I think more of our girls need to see that. Dude, can we just, like, now, after Get Out and fucking Black Panther, can we put to bed the notion that, hey, movies that don't have white people as a star won't yeah won't make money it's like yeah. or white it's not white people just white dudes yeah yeah wonder woman is evident that evidence that women can be action stars yeah. and just like destroy box office numbers i just want hollywood just to be bolder i mean there's lots of ip from comics not just marvel and dc but other things yeah you know that they can pull from to make to tell really great stories and i'd hope that they just are bold enough to try to seek out those ips yeah because uh i uh i've you know a bunch of people were just like man like you got to go out the 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 biggest problem is like you got to search out non-mainstream ips because even marvel like Black Panther is a character who's more than forty years old, mm-hmm. and that helps. You know, believe it or believe it or not, a character, an IP that is that been around for that long helps. More recent IPs, just like you don't have forty years worth of people. I mean, people didn't necessarily know, but there's there's a gen, there's sort of a vague knowledge of the character before the movie comes out. But there's some concepts that you can hopefully adapt to movies or tv yeah I mean, who would have thought the walking dead yeah would be as successful yeah. and walking dead is a recent comic book series yeah. you know that just blew up as a tele- television so, show uh the there's a couple that uh there's at least one comic book that i would love to and i've heard that it's in development and i would love to see man. it well that too uh but that's that's still a white dude um <laughs> uh chew i would love to see chew oh. As like a Netflix series, and that's but, an, that's an Asian American like main character. Going back on why the last man, yeah, it's a white dude in a society of women, entirely women. Yeah, that is. Yeah, so so just like okay, let's hope this opens the door that we see more like you know Latinx, Latin American characters, fucking yeah, you know Latinx. Asian. I would personally uh, just because this has been proven before. But it had, you know, it's still treated like it's, uh, like it's, you know, a little niche, like area. Just Asian American characters, or just Asian characters in general, or just Asian actors to play characters. Yes, that's that's all. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think that's the biggest issue that people had with Iron Fist was the fact that Marvel or Netflix didn't allow for prominent actors who had to be of Asian descent mm-hmm. to take major yeah. roles. And I think that's all people want. We don't want a movie for Asians. We don't want a movie for black people. We just yeah, want yeah. great stories yeah. that happen to be portrayed and acted yeah. and directed yeah. by a diverse group I mean, of people. I mean, I mean, in fairness, my argument that I have always, even though we're like way off, sort of way off topic on this, is my biggest argument about Iron Fist as a Netflix series was there was a shit tongue st- wow <laughs> I apologize I don't know how that happened that was really fucking terrible that I just said that weird yeah. that was really fucking weird <laughs> I don't know how that happened but that was st- there was a shit ton wrong with that series that had nothing to do with Asian actors not being in it <laughs> like cause, cause Iron Fist was never not gonna be a white dude 
like Danny Rand was never not going to be a white dude. I've, I made that point from the beginning. Like, it's unfortunate. It's still a missed op- fucking opportunity. But, yeah, that there was so much that was bad about that show that had nothing to do with the casting. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame because, you know... The, the, the and, by the way, the, the, be- the best part of Iron Fist was the, the one Asian main character. But that's the thing. I could... The problem with Iron Fist was just bad, I think, bad casting. They allowed for mediocre actors to take lead roles, and that offended me. Yeah. Why give these guys a shot? Why can't you just give other people a shot and, and the, who are the, probably the, the, the better ins, actors or oh, better martial artists? Because that's another thing that I hated about the, yeah, that yeah. show. The, the insult to injury was the fact that Colin Wing was so great, and that you have a person who got really far in the casting and ended up playing like essentially a henchman even though his character in the comic books is much more substantial yeah like Louis Tan would have been a great Iron Fist and from the five minutes he's on screen it's like oh he made a decision he made a decision about the accent he was gonna because that's like not the accent he speaks in that was a choice his fighting style was a choice. Like, it's not... That's not part of the comic books. Like, him doing Drunken Fist isn't part of, like, how he fights in the comic books. Like, both of those things were, like, interesting choices that I'm pretty sure Louis Tan actually made himself. And guess what? The five minutes he's on screen, you're like, who the hell is that dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and, and it bums you out even more and you find out that could have been Iron Fist. <laughs> All right. Eve looks like he's checked no, out no, to I'm eat gummy sorry. bears. No, we're, we're cool. I mean, unless you have another thing to say. Like, I think we're good so far. I'm Wakanda forever. Word. Word. <laughs>